Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord light. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and a Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. I'll tell you <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubeway. The Drive is live and in color, and uh, at least one of us is back. As Clint Sterner, he is back today. Tyler is still off. Chris Santiago. Gotta like saying it like that. He's in the building producing this thing. And uh, a big day. A big day today. Not only do you get uh, you get to get that little football fix coming up at 340. John Harris live from the Combine. We'll get his thoughts on the defensive linemen and linebackers. And Lord knows this team needs help there. As they work out today, we'll talk to John Harris coming up. And uh, live from West Palm Beach, also Sean Pendergast. He'll stop by at 4.40. But today is a ticket Thursday. Be listening between in, in the 3 o'clock hours and the 5 o'clock hours for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see Brad Paisley at the Houston Rodeo March 18th. So stay tuned, 3 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour, your chance to win four tickets. You two went to Brooks and Dunn last night. I listened we did. To we you. did. I listened to you, Clint. I ain't gonna lie. I just feel like you. You thought. I don't know if you. You got exactly what you needed. Nah, I don't, I don't look, feel like your thirst was quenched. You know, I, I mean, um, I think it's probably a fair assessment. I, I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed. Um, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the best concert I've been to in the last. I don't know, four or five years. I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen Brooks and Dunn, and and I thought it was ten years, but it's more like twenty years since getting kicked off the stage at night in, in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. And and uh, I don't know, that that was the Neon Moon Tour. I think it was Neon yeah Neon Moon Tour. And uh, they they were in their prime doing their thing. And I, I didn't quite realize how how old, uh, you know, no disrespect, but I didn't, I didn't realize how old Brooks and Dunn was. One of them's knocking on 70, one of them's knocking on 68. I, I didn't quite know, so that kind of set me did back a little bit. Did the performance look like two guys knocking on 70? No, no. I, look, I, I thought they did. Uh, look, uh, kicks, kicks brings all the swag you want. I don't give a damn if you're thirty or seventy. Uh, the way he cowboys around that damn, uh, that damn stage and and sings his his kind of his his songs are more of the party songs and more of the kick rocks, kiss my tail type of songs. And Ronnie's Ronnie's a little bit more of the slower, more more, more polished vocal guy. So it's a little different vibe when they sing. I, I, I thought they both. I thought they both did a, a hell of a job. I just, again, I don't know that the I don't know that that the uh, uh, the acoustics there are are necessarily real friendly to older gentlemen older or older acts that just don't quite have the power they used to, if you know what I mean. But but when you talk about when you talk about the show itself and just I mean hit after hit after hit after hit, um, and, and then ending on a two or three hit run where 
the majority of the people in the crowd know every word. It was it was a damn good night. I you know I it just it was good 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 start to my All rodeo right. season. So it was like my my lady was dressed black cowboy hat, black shirt, black shorts, black boots. Oh my! <laughs> save, you a match horse. save a horse, mama! Save a horse. Did you, huh? did you match her? Did, did you? I, I went. I went black. I went black shirt. I went black shirt, jeans, and boots. I I, I didn't you go. Wear the hat. I didn't go top. I don't have a black felt, so I didn't do it. I need I need a black felt. I got a straw. I need I need a black felt. I thought you were just trying to show off the hair. No, I, I, well, I mean, I, the, the the hair is not a bad option. But I, I was I was look the, the deal. Hair, the hair is not a bad option. I mean, here here's the deal. I I was leaving it for well, he Chris can relate. Look, Chris can relate. He's got a nice wig. He's yeah. got a nice wig. He's got options. Yeah, the, the He's hair, still the young. The hair game on this show is is still up to par. Well, I mean, when Chris comes it, on. Chris comes on and does his thing though. Yeah. Tyler comes in with his damn hat on backwards every day because he rolled out of bed at noon. But that, that's uh. Not at noon, not really. He's up here working hard every day by about eight, eight in the morning, I think. Yeah, he just hadn't slipped. I just want to make sure. I don't want to take a shot at. I don't. I don't want to pull a Mike McCarthy and take a shot at at, at Tyler while he's gone. No, he's gone. Um, he, yeah, he just he just sleeps too. No, I, I left it for my lady, man. My, I, let, I let her yeah, have the. Let her have I, I let her have the light, man. I mean, it, it, it was. She, look, she had a little tassels hanging off her off her shirt. I mean, you, it was it was rodeo. Yeah. Now you only let her have the light. The light because you did not have the felt nah, hat. You know, I just if you would have had just, the black felt hat, no, you would have no, gone. You'd have matched. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe. Yeah, you would have matched. <laughs> but you know, I like I like to I like to walk in the shadows. You know, I what was mean? yeah, I was wondering why Brooks and Dunn was one you chose to go to. Been twenty was, years. Yeah, it's been, been twenty while. years. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, yeah, I wonder why that's the that that's the concert of all of them. Been twenty years, man. hadn't hadn't seen him. Um, hadn't seen him in a while. So yeah, it was good. Brad Paisley, the giving away a four pack. Are we giving two four packs away today? Two four, yeah. Good guy. Um, boy, he's a good one. You talk about an old boy that's gonna be able to get up there and just and sing hit after hit after hit. And they're gonna sing alongs too. Lot lot of sing alongs. Yeah, the, the he'll be good. Will, will help him. I think he'll be all right. He's he's still prime enough. He'll be all right. Prime and, and and like again. You know, he's a lot of his are gonna be sing alongs. So I'm be, I'm not going, but I mean, I, if I were, I'd be at the top of my lungs. At the top where he don't have to do much. more than likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was a little, I was last night's show was a little more somber. We were a little more subdued. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been known to go to concerts and be be lit during the pre. And well, I mean, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, ride, I mean a, ripped during the pregame. You're in a certain vibe. Oh, I'm two ride. stepping in the suite now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wondering why they ain't got enough beer in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Typically, so last night we just kind of eased in there. Had me a couple sprites, you know. Let my wife let my wife enjoy the time. She was all did it. She was all dudded up, and she hey, baby, yeah, go on. I drive. I'll get us home safely. Had a couple sprites is not what I thought she was gonna say. Well, not at all. Not yeah. at all is what I would have bet my money that she was about to come out there with, with a couple of sprites. We may or may not have stopped at O'Neill's in Baytown. And had me a couple bullets before I came. Okay. Before hey, we came on in. Yeah, I was gonna say. Before I know you. Came did, on I know you didn't come in there completely. Maybe. Clean. Big shout out by the way, show. I know you're trying to get somewhere. I know. My cousin Dub, little cousin Dub, Waylon Sterner, he wouldn't hum a song to me. Play the, play the guitar a little bit, right? 16 years old. I couldn't get him to hum a song. He played the hell out of the guitar. Wouldn't even hum it around a campfire about six months ago. I walked into O'Neill's last night, open mic night. He's on the stage ripping it. Singing go. by himself. I acoustic. saw photos of him. I, I was saw like, photos of him. I was like, y'all kidding me? This is the same dude that wouldn't even hum in front of me? Six months ago, literally, I was hey, like, "If you can't sing, just hum it." Hey, just boom, he's up there ripping last night. Be honest, don't do this because it's family. Honest to God, like how, how, honest like to God, you, you think he? You think I, I was got some, I, absolutely, a, absolutely, Abs- and so did everybody else in that bar last night. Old boy that sang at my wedding, remember old boy that sang about Chip Oliphant? Good, good buddy, of mine. He sang at the wedding, did all the, did all the, the music. 
He does the open mic night, and he was like, hey, man, this first time on this, this kid's got something. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I wouldn't blow no smoke now. Because in my family, you did, he'd step off that stage and be like, hey, man, don't you don't you get your ass back up there again. Well, you're, no, you're, I mean, you're embarrassing that old Sterner name, boy. What you doing? Uh, no, no it, it was good. It went terrible, but, you know, like, nah. you, you, think, you, you, think there's, you think he should continue yeah. to try. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First, literally, first time on the stage. So he's got he's got that 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 uh, Zach Bryan kind of Tyler Childers kind of, like, it's it's a kind of an, a, a, a different vibe, super raw, emotional kind of, kind of, kind of rift. It's, it's a different New age country sound, if you will, um, but it's good. It, it, it was good. Good for him. It's good. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. All right, but yeah. Like I said, be be stay tuned here. Three and the five o'clock hour, your chance to win those four pack of tickets to see Brad Paisley. All right. Um, I know you were out yesterday, so there's a lot that happened, and uh, I know you were uh, you kept up updated on the uh, Jalen Carter situation, and this is the biggest thing happening right now at the draft. And uh, kind of an update, as we saw yesterday, he was charged uh, with two misdemeanors for reckless driving and racing. He then left, Clint, left the combine yesterday, last night, and uh, was actually booked. And then probably about 15 minutes later, a little bit before midnight in Athens, uh, he, uh, he posted a $4,000 bond and got out and then came back to the combine. And he is there right now. And, uh, and 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 not only there, but he is now participating in um, in all of the interviews, measurements, and other activities there at the combine. And he is a, he's supposed to speak to teams and speak to yep. uh, to, to do the interviews, and, and isn't uh, reported to be ducking anything. So he is back, left, and, and went to Athens last night, and now back uh, at the combine um, in uh, in Indy. Your 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 initial thoughts right now. Coming from this Jalen Carter situation, where we sit, where he's back. Well, my my initial thoughts out of the gate was, okay, this is going to be bad for this this young fella. I immediately thought about Lyle Collins with LSU, who was uh, slated to be an early draft pick and fell completely out of the draft and and fell into the Cowboys' lap. Um, and then you know you think about even Laramie Tunsil here. I know he he only fell to thirteen, but you still like, boy, how unfortunate is this? And and you don't know any of the details. And so when I first heard it, I was like, damn, this is going to some Super Bowl contending team is going to get this unbelievable top three talented player in the draft because he's going to fall and teams are going to probably over-evaluate and over-emphasize like not taking a, a guy with character issues, yada, yada, yada. But then as the details started to unfold, as you said, misdemeanor, had to turn himself in, um, you know, 4,000. Like it doesn't seem like, because this happened back in January. I remember the incident when when the player and the, and the staff member were killed in the accident. Um, if, if there were, and I don't know what exactly happened, but if there were more to the story in terms of something that they, the investigation proved, I would think that he would have been arrested and, and had been charged with a a lot more than misdemeanor if there were more, more to the story. Um, so look, I, I think he would have probably been able to fly to Athens and then fly back to Indianapolis in the. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just don't feel like it doesn't seem like they have a whole lot, or, or it doesn't seem like he did a whole lot. First and foremost, let's just let's just hope that he he didn't do anything that's going to ruin his career, or he didn't have anything that to do with a situation where uh, you know it two two in individuals yeah. lost their life. Right? Let, let's let's start with that. But um, the way I look at it now, I, it doesn't seem like this is going to impact his draft uh, status. You don't think to, so? To any, I, 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 it doesn't look like it. Now, unless something now. But for the right, information we have right now, 
The information yeah. right now. Right now they're misdemeanors. Right now he he can't even be because he hasn't he hasn't entered. And I don't know exactly what the date is, but right now this he, the NFL can't even hold him hold him accountable relative to the the um, uh, um, the conduct policy yet. Now, if it goes, if they investigate this and it go, it gets carried to a certain extent to where it can. There is a threshold time wise that okay, now he can be he, he can be held to the conduct policy. He's not even there yet, so I just don't think misdemeanor. Uh, you know, you're they're two months almost in, into this investigation. And I just don't think it's going to impact his draft status much. I'll tell you this. I I mean, tip the cap to my man for getting his tail on a plane and going back to Indy. Because you want to talk about something. If, if I were a GM or a head coach, you want to talk about something. I don't want – I wouldn't want to be involved with a guy that's going to just let – not necessarily the player, but just a situation where it's going to stew. It's just going to – all the different – you know how I am about sticking your head in the sand now. All the different narratives are going to be built. Um, I, I just – I tip my cap to the kid for getting back on the plane, going back to Indy. He wasn't going to ever – he wasn't going to work out anyway. He wasn't planned to work out anyway. But go back there, sit down face-to-face with teams and explain to them what happened, your role, face-to-face. Don't let them say, well, what if, or hear it from Adam Schefter or hear three different versions. Hear it from the horse's mouth. The, and, and and answer all of course all the other draft questions that they would have had, uh, but I tip the cap to him, his agent, his representation that that's making it happen. They better. I mean, right? He's he's. I mean, he's got a like. I don't think he's going to do any jail time um, based off the information we have right now. Right. Right. Like the the fine as we talked about yesterday, the fine it's a thousand dollar fine and it comes with community services. What most legal people are saying is going to come of this for him. Um, but he does have some explaining to do. Sure. And, and he's got and he's got to sit in front of teams because he does have – he's got another speeding ticket in his past that he that he had before. And he's got some explaining to do to, uh, to other teams. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've had like 24 hours to think about this. And I said yesterday I, he wouldn't be off my draft board. And now, as we have the information right now, and we're going to continue to say that if there is more uh, that comes out of this, then obviously things would change. Now, I don't know if the Texans will draft him. I don't know if their plan was to draft him at two. But if if that was their plan, like I, I don't think the Texans are in a space where they should just completely take him off their draft board. No. I, like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel like they want to go with, the, with a quarterback or they want to go with, Will Anderson, but to me, I, I to me, I don't think that they're in a space where they can just completely take him off the board. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think they'd be crazy to comp- to take him off the board. In, in fact, show one thing. I don't know if you guys mentioned this yesterday. I don't know. If, I don't know if it came out in time for the show or not, or after the show. But Jalen Carter did issue a statement, and 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 I'm not going to read the whole statement, but but the ending to this statement I think is very powerful when you couple it with the fact that he flew back to Indy to meet with everybody. Here's the ending of his statement. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Like I, I he said, there was some some misinformation being said in that statement. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, look, I, I just I, I'm I'm I don't think he's going to be moved off people's draft boards. I, you bring it back home to to, to here in Houston. Look, I, I I think it would be jumping the gun to to again, assuming that there's that that there's no uh, no further involvement, if you will, um, of Jalen Carter. I think it would be crazy to move him off your draft board. You you got some guys like you said, um, 
you know, you could you look at D'Amico Ryan's defense, you could potentially have the next Nick Bosa and, and Will Anderson. I think he's a super special player. He's going to – I heard some of his uh, comments this morning, I believe, from the Combine um, or, or somewhere where he was speaking. Was, is he at the Combine today? Yeah, he should be. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, he He's impressive, man. He's impressive, and you look at that. I mean, this this guy could be D'Amico's next, you know, uh, uh, Bosa, and and then you look at Jalen Carter. He, I mean, the the way that that these D tackles are valued, and they're becoming the the, the staple of fronts uh, in terms of stopping the run and rushing the passer. Jalen Carter could be that dude, and then obviously we've talked about the quarterbacks too. We're blue in the face. I mean, this Jalen Carter, I, I don't think is going to impact him on 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 many, if any, uh, draft boards. Yeah. All right, D'Amico spoke yesterday, and he had he had something to say about the offensive staff potentially that caught the ear of Clint Sterner. We'll let you hear what that is coming up next. Sports Radio six ten presents Clint Sterner and the Show. Yeah, man, I might have to start unfollowing Tyler. Well, what happened? I'm just so. I told you, man. I am. I'm jealous. Of You're jonesing for a vacated Cabo, ain't you? God, man. He's keeping his nips in, but, I mean, this looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean look. Uh, I, well, I mean, hell, get off the pot, man. Either, either either mess or get off the pot. Book you a vacation. Good job. It's vacation time. <laughs> good job. <laughs> that mess you slid in there. I mean, I don't I know. know. I don't know, know what to get easy. you. Hey, surprise your wife with the with the damn vacay, man. Got a couple man. of things in the tank, but they're, they're a little far off. Oh yeah, a little far off. But man, that God, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta. I may have to unfollow him for a week. Well, I mean, I, yeah, just silence I just him. I mean, I've just seen several things. Oh, God. I mean, just just silence him or whatever. He'll just, never know. Yeah. I've done it to you. Have to do it to you a few times. Good. It's no big deal, man. Good. Did you really? No, never. There's a mute button. (laughs) Mute. That's what I was talking about. Not silence. Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silence it right there. Hit that old mute button. Mute mute, button. I might have to. Hey, mute old neon nips, man. I am. There's a lot of people I mute on Twitter. Hell Mm. yeah, it is. That's. I just can't. No, yeah, I know. There are several of you who have who've continued. Some of you are probably texting too. I've muted your ass. No, uh, D'Amico spoke yesterday, man, and I know a few things jumped out to you. And uh, and uh, I, I know one thing that jumped out to you was he was talking about how how they build the offense and, and, and not just the quarterback, but other ways yeah. that they build the offense. Yeah, so look, I think here's the deal, man. We, we One thing about D'Amico's staff that we've gotten a lot of pushback for is, you know, when we talk about any level of concern for the offensive staff, um and, and the inexperience and and you know the 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 huge task that's laid at the feet of guys that have never done it uh that that D'Amico hired and and I just it's not it doesn't mean they can't do it it uh, it doesn't mean that they're not going to do a great job it's just simply that there is a, a reason to pause there's there's a cause for concern if you will of what's this offense going to look like it's it's an offensive game in 2023 uh, you better be able to score thirty points. I'm not gonna say you have to do it every game, but you better be able to do it against good defenses, or you're never gonna you're, you're never gonna live in the playoffs and have any 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 sustained success in the playoffs if you don't have the ability to go out there and 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 win a shootout. It's an offensive league in 2023, and 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 to 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 have a little bit of concern again, which maybe maybe I've maybe I've pushed to to a an unhealthy level, but uh, to have a little bit of concern, I, I don't think is is out of whack. And and D'Amico. 
spoke specifically to a, a couple of things here that um, that I, I think drive home. You know, I, I guess where my where my concern or my pause actually yeah. stems from. You're not weird to have a yeah. pause for having a group of guys who have never done anything like this yeah. run the show. This is him talking about kind of how they build that offense. I think when you're evaluating quarterbacks, quarterback, different quarterbacks can do a lot of different things. And I think the system is built around the quarterback as opposed to trying to fit a, fit a quarterback into a certain system. So it's all about the player that you have, not only a quarterback, but that's a receiver. Like, what does that guy do well? Linebackers, what do they do well? And you put guys in positions as coaches you put guys in position to be successful so it's not about a system per se it's about just making sure that player has the right tools and you're putting him in a spot where he can thrive yeah see so so for me right there that's don't don't take it from me that that's that's the texans head coach talking about the 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 task that lays at the feet of bobby slowick and and his staff and and it's it's not just about putting a game plan together it's not just about building a a a playbook, if you will, building an offense, if you will. It's it's not just about, you know, managing the game and, and being ready for all the different situations. We're, we're talking about what D'Amico just said is, is hey, it's not about a system. So this is, so all, all the stuff that, oh, oh, well, Kyle Shanahan's system and this guy's been in Kyle Shanahan's system and it's going to come in here and it's going to, it's going to look like this. No, I mean, that's the head coach telling you, no, we're going to build a system around a quarterback. We're going to build a system around a quarterback on the offensive side of the football. Now, he followed that up with some defensive talk, which, again, show I am not worried about that. We, we've seen what D'Amico does with undrafted free agents. We've seen what D'Amico does with top-tier talent. We've seen what D'Amico does as an 11-man unit on the defensive side of the football with some deficiencies and, and then also, obviously, with some strengths. We, we know we have a reason to believe, hey, defense is going to be all right. Defense is going to be good. Defense is going to be all right. We've seen it. He's been there. He's done it. Offensively, it's just I wanted the people to hear it coming from the coaches, the horse's mouth, the head coach speaking on what this offense, this offensive staff ultimately is going to have to do. Now, he's very confident in their ability to do that. I'm not I'm, – in no way, shape, or form am I saying he's yeah, concerned. He spoke very highly of Bobby Slowick, talked about no how question. smart he was and – no and, question, and, and working with him every day. Yeah, he's he's very confident in their ability to do it. Now, as a fan, for me, I'm just simply saying, as I look at this football team and the way everything has been constructed and the way things have come together, that that there is a huge undertaking, if you will, um, for for an offensive staff that that quite frankly just hasn't ever done it on, on several different fronts. Yeah, hearing what he said, it, it it sounds like it is even more of a responsibility of the staff yep. and the scheme to get this thing moving. Yep. Not as much as like the players in, in some cases, it is as well, much as what they yeah. can create. Well, there's just show there's so many times, right? That we sit here and we go, Oh, well, Bobby slow. comes out of Kyle Shanahan's system. Well, it, it, Jimmy Garoppolo's a, is an obvious, obvious fit there because he's been in that system and because yeah. he's had success in that system. And when you hear D'Amico, now it may work out that way. And I think that'd be ex- absolutely beautiful. But, but when you, when you look at at what D'Amico's saying, it's it, it just I, it just speaks to again the what I think the the uh, you know the the amount of or, or the job that Bobby Slowick has to do and having never done it before is absolutely huge. 
You know, so many, so many times you say something about the offensive staff and it's just people get flustered and it's, it's, it's viewed as negative. In reality, it's just, hey, man, it is a huge responsibility. It's just like it's, it's, it's fair for anybody out there to say, well, I wonder how this is going to look. Yep. That yep. doesn't mean yep. you're saying, oh, they're doomed. They're going to suck. It yep. is fair to wonder, wonder how this is going to look. To the point where D'Amico said he is still considering adding a, adding a former head coach to the staff. Like I mean, just wondering how this is going. Which to I look. think would be huge. Have I have I voiced it? I think I think, we, I I think we both have. Yeah, I yeah. I, I I think it would be absolutely absolutely huge, uh, given the way the offensive staff is is constructed. But I, I just I thought it'd be show. I just thought it would be worth worth bringing it to the people of. Hey man, this is coming from the head man himself. This is a. Uh, this is gonna. This is. They're talking about building offenses, which is exactly, by the way, what I what I, I hope to hear and want to hear. I love everything D'Amico's saying in terms of how they're going to build around players, put players in position to be successful and play to their strengths and things of that nature. Um, but when when you do that, um, and and in my opinion, if you're going to be a high paid offense, highly paid NFL coach, you should be expected to do those things. It's not as easy as we sit around in this studio and talk about it being successful. Yeah. All right. Uh, Indianapolis's GM said something that, boy, you hope the Texans GM, Nick Casario, is thinking the same way. We'll discuss that coming up. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. <laughs> All right. Welcome back in. To the drive, uh, Clint is back in. Tyler is out. Chris Santiago is in for him uh, the rest of the week. Uh, and make sure stay tuned here in the three o'clock hour. Uh, that'll be your first opportunity to win a four pack of tickets to uh, to see uh, Brad Paisley at the uh, at the rodeo coming up March eighteenth. So stay tuned for that. All right, Clint. Um, your boy, uh, your boy, Chris Ballard, the GM. As we know, all of the GMs are speaking. A lot of the coaches are all the coaches are speaking uh, at the combine. And uh, GM Chris Ballard was asked uh, if he would take what it would take for the Colts to make an aggressive move to acquire a quarterback such as Alabama's Bryce Young. Uh, he said that there would just they would just have to be convicted that this is a no freaking doubt. The guy, no freaking doubt, the guy is what Chris Ballard had to say, and I'm I'm with him on that, uh, especially if you're moving up. But Clint, hell, I I feel even if you're the Texans at two, and you're gonna draft a quarterback, I feel like that thinking should be the same way too. That he is, he is a uh, he is uh, the freaking guy, and there's no doubt about it. But definitely, if you go move up, yeah. Look, I I think there's I, I think there's there's a couple of things here with Chris Ballard's comments is, is one again, I'll, I'll go back to what Sean Payton said that Bill, Bill uh, Parcells, you know, believes in is, is, you know, you, you got to believe that, that uh, a kid can walk on water. And, and if he's, if he's undersized was, was the, the context that they were, they were discussing. I, I, and I, I pushed back and said, no, if you're going to take a guy in the top five, you better think he's asking walk on water. If he's a perfect size, like I mean, this that's got to be a guy that that checks every single box. There's too many unbelievably talented players at the top of every single draft. To, now you're gonna miss on some. You, you might be wrong, but but you better believe on draft night that he he walks on water. And so I I just I think 
ultimately, if you're going to draft a quarterback in the top five, it, it to, to to this is a, again a general manager in the NFL. Uh, you say, hey, look, it, it, this guy's got to be a no-brainer franchise quarterback if you're going to move up and 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 take him, or if I'd say if you're going to sit pat at four and take him, he's got to be a no-brainer quarterback. And then it also show I, I think it, it speaks to kind of what, what my point has been about this this quarterback, really every quarterback um, uh, 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 crop, every quarterback draft class is like the thought that there's just you know three, two, three, four, five guys in a draft that are that are going to check every box and and that well if that guy goes we'll just take the next one like Chris Ballard saying hey look man it, to me when I first read that I was like I mean this guy's he's he's debating whether there's one guy yeah. worth worth moving up for yeah. some folks are out there going oh just take the second one if you end up with such and such then then you, you, you know you're still in a really good spot now I, I disagree the minute I heard Chris Ballard say hey man there's you know if there's a guy that's worth moving up for then then you know that's where we start kind of deal that that was uh again I it just it spoke to the the thought that man there's some talented dudes but if you're going to take them one overall, or if you're going to trade up to take him, he better be undoubtedly the dude. Yeah, if you're taking him in the top five, that thought process yeah. won't help. But especially if you're going to give up assets right. to, to jump. go get yeah. the dude to me. And that's why, Clint, if it's the Colts, if it's the Texans who, who we discuss every day, that's why, man, to me, it's like it's got to be Bryce. Or bust yeah. for me. Like, I just – and that's just me. I, I I don't know what they're thinking inside those walls, and maybe they feel like – they maybe they think there are two guys like Stroud or Levis can can walk on water. But but if I'm going up there, and I, and I truly believe this, if I'm going up there, like I'm going up there because I see a path where this player can be. Elite. Absolutely. Like I, like, I can see a path, and, and not – and not not because I'm not I don't want to draft a quarterback in the top three, four, five that I believe that I can look at and say, okay, even at his ceiling, I think I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to get a lot of help yeah. around him, right? Or, or 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 to move up to go get somebody like that. I need somebody where I'm like, this guy, he may not be Mahomes, he may not be Allen, he may not whatever, but he can compete with them. He can make plays with them. Like, that's what you got to be thinking. Because when you're looking at the field, man, you can't move up to go get Ryan Tannehill. Right. Like, it's got to be somebody that you believe and you can see a path well, of, yeah. of greatness. Now, it may not happen, Hill, as you always say, Clint, the odds are it ain't going to happen. Yeah. But I got to, but if I'm going to take them, I got to go. If not, I got to go in a different direction. Well, I think so. I think a perfect example, which this is terrible timing to use this example, but it but it holds true, especially in hindsight, is is what Arizona did with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Whether whether you agree with the, the higher, but but when an organization can sit up there and go, okay, we're gonna hire now, right now. You can look at Indy. Indy's a good example. You're gonna hire Shane Steichen. All right. Arizona four years ago, five years ago, however long ago it was, hired Cliff Kingsbury. All right, you're sitting there and you're going, okay, what makes sense? Right, I got a number one overall pick. I got Kyler Murray, who again, you may okay, he's too small. You may think he's too small. You may think there's some there's there's some intangible issues now. But at the time, you go, 
I got a guy that's been raised up, literally has more experience in the air raid offense and more success in the air raid offense, arguably, than any quarterback to ever play the game. And my coach, that's where his roots are. Like, that is a perfect fit. Boom. Go draft that guy and and hit your wagons and let's see what happens. Right? That To me, that's... That's that's the the stars aligning and what you hope you you can the 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 alignment that you can create within your system when you're talking about quarterbacks. Again, I'll go back to Shane Steichen, Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. They hire Shane Steichen. I mean, there there is. I don't know that that all that you know all football minds think alike, but you and I've you and I've discussed this before. I think I think the most powerful brand of football is when you can attack through the air and you can attack on the ground with your quarterback. And I'm not talking about scrambling. I'm talking about attack with a quarterback's legs and you can attack with his arms and, and his arm and you're built right. Um, that is unbelievably powerful because you can control the game. You can, you, anyway, you get my point. Like Shane Steichen, like right now, if Indy goes up there and they, and they look and go, Anthony Richardson is a, it don't get any better. More talented, bigger, faster, stronger, more talented passer than Jalen Hurts. And Shane just took Jalen Hurts in year two to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know how you align this, like, align. And I'm not, maybe they don't, maybe you meet with Anthony Richardson and you sit across the table and you're like, whoa, this dude ain't ready. Like, he's he's not ready to be a pro. He's not, I don't know that he's got the processing ability to be a quarterback at the NFL level. I don't know if he ever settles in. But let's say all the stars align in that meeting and you sit down and, like, that would be one. I'm jumping. I'll, I'll trade heaven and earth to get up to number one, so that I can I can draft Anthony Richardson. That would make sense for an aggressive move. If it if it's not, hey, the stars are aligned. I have a really hard time making it make sense. See, I'm glad. Like that's the, that name you brought up. Like as I said, for me, the only one that I even look at and think like, all right, I would draft in the top five or make a move to go get him is Bryce. I don't know that I, I've said this, that I have the balls to pull the trigger, but the only other person that I could even hear it would be Richardson. Yeah. Because, and I know that's going to sound crazy to a lot of you, and I'm telling you, I don't think I got the ball. I don't, I don't have the balls to do it. I'd probably go in a different direction just because the risk is so much. But, like, Stroud, and I said this a little bit yesterday, Stroud and Will Levis, I struggle to see the – this is the special trait that they got that will get you out of. Agreed. It is hard. I don't struggle with Anthony on that. I now I don't know. I I struggle with Anthony on you know the other things <laughs> yeah. that you yeah, do yeah. to play the game. But it like there, he's the only other quarterback there that I could see a path. See the path to that dude could capably make plays. Yeah against some of these other courts. But you got to look at who you got to deal with. And the Texans and the Colts are in the AFC. Now, we can look within the division, but you know the dudes that you're going to have to try to make plays against. Like, I need somebody to do what Jalen did yep. in the Super Bowl, be able to make plays with with Patrick Mahomes. I need somebody to do what Josh Allen did last year. If I'm, if I'm taking him in the top five. Yep. All right. Now, if i got to voluntarily build you, try to build something together, to try to take them down with a lesser quarterback than I'm doing it, but not if I'm going to take him in the top five. I, I And I can't do it. And Richardson's the only other person that yeah. I can even 
I can even listen to. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think I can pull the trigger there. It's just too much. Well, yeah, it, but, but show like like it's it's not it's too much for me and you sitting right here in the studio. But but I'm gonna tell you right now, if 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 you were in Chris Ballard's shoes and the the Colts just hired Shane Steichen and you watch what we all watch, changes and then you go to the combine and you sit across the table from Anthony Richardson and all the questions that you may have because it's not. I mean. You don't have, like the physical issues are very easy, in my opinion, are very easy to explain, right? It's a lack of experience, a lack of control, a young, immature, like just inexperienced kid. First right? year in the offense, With, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like putting a 16 year old in a NASCAR. Like he's going to he's gonna bang the hell out of the walls. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's going to be all over the place. That That's what you have. Like, like, I don't see any major flaws with Anthony Richardson. Like I said, my concern is the mental. And it's not the he, he can't process, he, not, he can or can't. It's about, Man, what I saw on TV was a little bit concerning. Now, if I sit across the table from him and this dude is a ten out of ten, and, and his and his mentals and his maturity actually meet or exceed his physicals, then all of a sudden you're like, "Damn!" Everybody else, the Texans are meeting with him today, or the Texans are meeting with him this week. They're going to see the same thing I'm seeing. So, are the Texans going to take him at two? I got to jump to one to take him. Like that's that's you may not have, you may not have to jump to take like an Anthony Richardson. But I'm just saying, if he is the dude that that blows blows people's minds in meetings, you may have to jump for him. And if you jump for him, you better have a plan, and it's not just go get the best quarterback on the on the. Just because he has a right, he can run and yep. throw. Yep, and yep. I, and I look, I think Indy and Indy, if they do jump, I think it's because Anthony Richardson puts them in a position to have to jump. Yeah. So you're someone texting. So you're saying that this could be. Uh, like Cam Newton in Carolina with the right system. Yeah, but Cam. The thing about Cam, Cam can't hold. He can't hold Anthony Richardson's jock relative to throwing the football. Oh, really? Can't, it ain't no. It ain't even. It's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, it, now, I, now, look. I don't. I don't. Now that's 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 a that's a mouthful when you're talking about a, a guy that took a team to a Super Bowl and, a, and was an MVP. But I'm, I'm talking about physically, like the the gift of throwing and passing the football. Anthony Richardson is on a whole different planet than Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton's action and and like how he threw a football, all it did was make me have it. It, it was not good. It's still not good. It, but you you he was able to do it at an NFL level because he was that freaking strong. Like that, I mean, that much of a monster. He was able to make an a push action work to to the MVP and damn near Super Bowl level. It's crazy. I mean, but no disrespect to Cam Newton. I'm just the whip, the 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 action, the mechanics. It, it, it's Anthony Richardson holding the level. All right, coming up. Uh, listen, two players that uh that a lot of Astro fans kind of want to hear where they are, what's going on with them. Uh, that is uh, Michael Brantley and Jordan Alvarez. There is an update from the general manager. We'll let you know what that is coming up next. 